We're live. The Emperor has been expecting you. You're listening to Voices Out of the Outer Rim, your weekly uh, news on all things Star Wars and Star Wars related. We have a very big episode for you today. Um, this weekend was New York Toy Fair, and it's still going on as we are recording this. So uh, by the time you hear this, it might be a little outdated, but that's what we have next week for. Also, first uh, episode of Clone Wars Season 7 aired this week, so why don't we start off uh, with uh, initial reactions of uh, Clone Wars Season 7. Well, I loved it. I thought that was really cool. We we also have a guest before we forget to introduce him. Uh, We have Yuri with us. Uh, because sadly, uh, our other two lovely co-hosts can't make it, so Yuri is here to also give his reactions on uh, the uh, first episode of season seven. And I loved it. I thought I loved the whole thing. Uh, the animation looks really smooth. Uh, the I just like how the, they just like it. Just feels like they like just picked right off from the last season. You can kind of like kind of tell. And then you also could get a little bit more emotion from captain rex and how he's dealing with um like fives and echoes and stuff like that and and just the war in general like you can actually like see that on his face and like see, hear it in his voice about the, the toll it's putting on him so i really enjoyed it well that was interesting that you bring that up too because i was having this conversation with somebody uh yesterday um and they were they, they were saying you know it's kind of weird looking at it how it is because we know Rex after the Clone Wars now. Inten- this was originally intended not to to be air before Rebels was even conceived to be a thing. Right. Um, this was kind of just these episodes were half done. A bunch of them were on YouTube. Dave Filoni kind of put them out. It was like this was the plans, but Disney won't let us do it. Um, and you know, so it's like this whole episode we were basically aware of. Um, and it's interesting though because. Now that we kind of know like what happens after the fact, uh, seeing him getting to that point, I think, hits people differently. Like, it actually worked better. It, you have more of this emotional attachment to him um, because you you see, you know, because you're, you're watching the story now from the future, essentially, from what we know. Yeah. So that was interesting. I, um, I, I think uh, the way... The way they made it, it kind of feels like we were kind of transported back to when Clone Wars was like the hot stuff to watch, and you had to run home after school to watch it um, on Cartoon Network. And um, it's kind of interesting to see that that the connection that Rex we, that we've had with Rex since the original TV movie came out in what 2007? Something like that. I want to say like Are we talking the the movie or the, like the when the, the show the TV movie when you were introduced okay. to Rex and the and movie that, that was the made. movie that wasn't yeah. a TV movie that was a theater movie yeah oh uh, well I don't know I I, got, I saw it first time on the TV I didn't know it was a theater theater yeah, thing but the but when when you're introduced to that character and you see Rex develop from how Rex was the movie and and you see his like character progression to all the way through to Rebels. It's kind of interesting to see that this episode was more of a, of a harp on characters, pl- uh, uh, what's it called character development, um, Rex Rex's character development, and um, seeing his relation to this is where what how he was a happy. No, I wouldn't say happy go lucky, more like 
daredevil type of guy now where he's cautious like you see in in the in the first episode he's 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 bringing a lot more caution into everything he's a lot more regretful he isn't as reckless as he used to be um per se and uh that with how the impact of fives and echo and the rest of his squad kind of um is kind of making him into what way a much different person than when he was originally and i kind of feel like this is starting to play out as to um how as to uh, more of a uh a, a character arc than a than an arc of the war in general i mean the last time i really see like i guess the clones have that kind of um thing is when they're on is when uh it's with general uh Anubara. No, I watched the episode because I had said it was my favorite arc. It just to memorize his name, and I still forget. Krell. Yes. Yeah, Anumbara. Yeah, Anumbara. Sorry, it's, I'm tired. <laughs> uh, like they're Anumbara, and then General Krell forces both of the uh, clone clone squadrons to attack each other. Yeah. And then they realize that, and then you see that is impacted on them as well, and all the other clones because they're like, I can't believe we just like shot at each other and killed each other. Um. And then killing a uh, waxer too, which is really sad. Mm-hmm. And I guess that like, and then this episode, this episode, it really brought me back to like, I remembered like, oh, this is how he yeah. feels like that's right now, which is very interesting to see them like pull that emotion back out in the first episode, especially. Yeah. At this point, I, you know, Rex has become a, you can see that in, in ge- just in general, especially I think 99 forces kind of accentuate that because they are, you know, when they step off that ship, they go, are these guys clones? You know, they're, they push the boundaries of what clones are supposed to be. They have their desirable traits. They have their stuff like that that's set up to uh, differentiate them, make them more of an individual. You know, and the clones were already set up to be individuals so that they can problem solve and all better. But now these guys are, like, taking that a step further. Yeah. And you can kind of see, like, even with them, the way they address uh, Jesse and all. It's just like they call them regs. And it's kind of like this divide where it's like there's almost like a resentment towards uh towards like the regular yeah clones and just and in general are. with the war i think the you know we we see it in the deserter we see it's been an ongoing theme with these clones that where you know ethically where they fit in isn't known you know when this war war ends it's come up several times it's, it's a reoccurring theme where the hell where, where the hell do we fit in yeah. you know and and um i like how they they kind of calling back to a lot of the the unique characters um, of like 99, they made a reference to to uh, number 99. If you remember from the arc where Kamino was attacked, yes, and um, he was, and they, yeah, and they brought back, they kind of brought back that character into Clone Force 99. I feel, I like how they, they're kind of tying stuff in, like they're 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 basically, I feel like they're they're going to the Star Wars fandoms, like, hey, we didn't forget about these guys. Yeah, and then we get, because uh, I'm pretty sure this was supposed to be the last season. I'm also pretty mm-hmm. sure there was supposed to be a, a Boba Fett arc in there somewhere where him and Cad Bane face off. I don't know if that's. Oh yeah, I remember. I, I remember when that released that. on yeah. online. They released that online where Cad Bane and Boba Fett like kick it off, and Boba Fett's like in his like twenties. That's how he got the big dent in his head. Yeah, and then like, and then you you just see like Cad Bane's hat like fall off and he dies, and people were just like screaming because it was so cool. Cad Bane is sucks. I <laughs> I don't really? like him at all. I like Cad Bane. I like Cad Bane. No, I, I, I don't like. He's just. A, I don't like his voice. I love He's just Cad kind Bane. of annoying the to two, me. The thing with that Cad Bane kind of gives me, you know, uh, <laughs> it's funny because his, his name is Cad Bane, and then he actually reminds you of Bane from 
the Dark yeah. Knight Rises. He's he's smart. He has a weird respirator thing, <laughs> <laughs> and and um his the Adam. way he speaks is like. So who do we have now on the Star Wars Asmilith? Vader, Plo Koon, Cad Bane. Uh, honest to God, you live in Star Wars. Um, Star Wars asthma. asthma. Yeah. Star Wars Inhaler, asthma. Inhalers are the way to go. Make sure That's the <laughs> industry to be in. <laughs> well, I, I really like, though, I want to get back to the Bad Batch. I really do like their characters. Uh, it seems like a little cheesy at first because they all fit like a certain stereotype, well, which yeah, makes it funnier. I was watching Space Rainbow. Rainbow. Yeah, I'm watching Space it. Rainbow. I'm just like, great. Star Wars got the A-team. Cool. Yeah, that's what it felt and, like. like there's... Sh- the way they fly in their ship, and it's like, oh, okay, that's definitely it's, the A-Team it's straight, band. It's straight up. It's a page torn off from the 80s action era where you have, like, <laughs> yeah. Commando, Rambo, and then you also have, like, for example, Hunter literally looks like Rambo. Yeah, he's that's still... Space Rambo. All they had to do was, like, hire Sylvester Stallone to be his <laughs> yeah, voice that's actor. A, that's it, and it's, you got Space Rambo. And it would have hit It would have hit really well. Yeah, I, hey, I like them, though, because it's like when they were explaining how they act and stuff. I just like read this on an article. People compared them to like X-Men and Star Wars because they're basically like when they're like, he can't get Cody out of there by himself to um, (laughs) Wrecker. And then he's not getting Cody. He's He's getting the gunship. He's moving the gunship. We were were laughing because they paid no attention to the pilot who's like lifelessly. Yeah. yeah, Oh, yeah. They just assumed he was dead, which made me really sad. I was like, you're not going to save him. Yeah, I saw saw the pilot and like the pilot only had what one line in the entire episode. And (laughs) they actually they actually because a lot of the times in, in this shows like the pilot isn't even there. Like, well, the pilot is there, but they don't even yeah. mention him. And then I noticed, like, in this episode, oh, they gave the pilot a line, and then he dies, like, two seconds later. Being a pilot in Star Wars is the worst job you can have, <laughs> especially if you're a clone. You will die. Like, that is a number one death sentence if you're a pilot. Moment of silence for Jack Porkins. <laughs> <laughs> Fattest man to ever fit in an X-Wing cockpit. Yeah. I mean, like, because every time I watch the clone episodes, even this one, I watch all the pilots, and I'm like, that is sad. Like, if you're on the ground, you have somewhat of a chance. Because you can, like, maneuver your way. Or if you're a pilot and you're, you're like, diving done. in, you are done. You will die. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I even even when you crash, you're going to die because you'll be forgotten. They'll just leave you in, in the cockpit and then the, the thing will explode and yeah, you're dead. Exactly what happened in this episode. <laughs> and even, even and the sad part is, like, Wrecker even knew when the ship was going to explode. He, yeah, said, he's, boom. he said boom as and, it exploded. And, and as, as he's saying boom, you have the pilot in the cockpit just sitting there. He could be alive. He could be dead. They didn't even check. And the fact that they gave him a line kind of makes it hurt a lot more. Because you're like, oh, they gave the pilot a line. He may actually have a part like when um, like when Yoda was shot down in his diplomatic mission. Like the pilot may actually have a part. No, 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 no. Pilot's dead. Like you're not even gonna check. Okay, the so kind of going into the toy thing just a little bit here. I don't know if you guys know this, but actually buying like clone pilot action figures, they're like for like thirty cents you get like nine of them on eBay. It's that's, really bad. That's <laughs> like, how worthless they are. They know even their s- toys are worthless. <laughs> they know they're Expendable. so worthless. They're like we can sell a whole squadron of pilots for thirty cents, but we'll make you buy this regular clone for three dollars. Like yeah. that's how. That's probably how the production is, too. I can imagine they're like, you're going to be a pilot. By the way, you have a 95% chance of dying. So we're not putting that much work into you, but you'll be one of the best pilots the Republic has to offer. And then they just die immediately. I actually, I, I, wonder, I don't think there's any clone pilots that we do, that we actually are like named that we don't see die. 
And the, and the interesting part is Because we see Oddball go in uh, Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. And then there's like two or three others that were named that we've seen kick the bucket. I mean, they're going to kick the bucket <laughs> anyway. I, I, I'm surprised Oddball survived for so long, to be you know, honest. I, I wonder, I wonder, if, uh, I think it would be really good if like they take, they do something like they did in Halo. You know, in Halo, they have the Marines. The Marines always die. But they had that one um, Marine that's been there since Halo 1. And he's in every single mission. And he's still alive. Um, I forgot his name. I I, I forgot. I, man, I forgot his name. As are, like, the pilots. You don't remember their names either. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. exactly. So, but the thing is that they, they actually fight. Because if you listen, if you play through the Halo, you listen, you hear his voice. And then he's, he's still there from the first mission, the first Halo and he's still there. Like they, they make sure he's still alive. Oh, Chips Dubo. That was his name. Chips Dubo. They if you look always, him up. they always check to see if he's alive. Like in the <laughs> game. You're alive, buddy. Yeah, no, well. no, okay. you, because you hear him, and he, okay. and yeah, and they, they, they actually cast him in the credits of the game. So I wonder if they could do that in Star Wars, where they have that one pilot that's been there since the beginning. The, he there, just there probably have is, but he's not named, <laughs> and they all just drop like flies. Yeah, so, so I can't. That'll be funny if you have that one pilot that's like been there since the beginning, and he just survives to the end of the war. I hope they mention how. that in an episode. I hope one of the pilots be like, "Why did I even take this?" Job. <laughs> I, I should have been an engineer. Like, like uh, uh, the best job could have been, been a clone could have been a tank driver. Nope. I decided. You know what? I'm gonna try flying starfighters. Oh, I wonder. I wonder if tank, like that tank drivers might be the second deadliest job. Because like, yeah. they also are like, they're like, all you gotta do is throw a grenade in there and they're dead. And like, well, that's, it's like I, the ATTEs. You know, every single Clone Wars episode there's an ATTE. It always seems to be like one of them just gets like the front of it just annihilated <laughs> with a pilot. Is. I I hope do I hope also like Umbara. I know there's not that many episodes in this season, so we might not get it. But I also like that story. Umbara is like one of the other see, like parts of the season where you see a whole planet scale invasion or attack, like you do on um like they have the one for Genonosis and then when they're saving the Twi'leks. I yeah, hope they Marla. I hope they do something like that as well in this season because it's so oh, cool mandalore oh yeah we're gonna have siege or of mandalore, mandalore. So. that will be, be very cool. fun to see because like first off everyone talks about the siege of mandalore it's been mentioned in uh the mandalorian yeah. so everyone's you know, wondering the siege of mandalore what's gonna happen you know so what would be very wait. interesting if they start tying back like they have the mandalorian come out now right and mm-hmm. you have what was his name the the grand moff gideon yeah right I wonder if you're going to start to see, like, the beginnings of Moff Gideon. Because Mo- apparently Moff Gideon was there for almost the entirety of Siege of Mandalore, hmm. if, I, if I'm not mistaken. And that's how he was able to uh, retrieve the Darksaber and, you know, get all this stuff. Even though apparently he wasn't, he didn't have that big of a role, yet he has the rank of Moff, which is pretty big. I wonder if he mi- we might see him and then he Maybe. has some type of tie to uh, Palpatine. Actually, and I'm then gives him that if, kind of... Uh, so kind of going off of like villains here, Admiral Trench, yeah, who's kind of behind the whole you know the big uh, MacGuffin for this episode. Um, he's back. He's mostly cybernetic, yes. and he's one of my favorite characters of the Clone Wars because it's just like you know every time you think, oh well you know it's just another droid you know it, it's like it, it turns out to be Trench, and it's just like you know I'm smarter than everything. Else. I love that noise too. The it's weird just like, spider yeah, clicking. Yeah, the he does kind of creep me out, though, just because I, yeah, he's a I spider. Know. But That's why I, I love him so much. <laughs> I like how he seems constantly angry, too. 
I'm just saying. Well, he's always like well, he always feels be- like he's on top, and then yeah. like something happens. He's like, "What? All right, you're a seven, six, seven foot tall spider. That's half robotic. Tell me, you'd be in a great mood every day. I, I mean, know. just imagine. Like, oh, like, if you're half robotic in Star Wars, you you gotta suck it up. Almost everyone is like yeah. that. <laughs> like if you if you if you lose your arm, you get a robot one. You gotta suck it up. Like who cares? That's like, my no. grandpa has a robot arm. My aunt has a robot leg. Like, suck it up. That's all I got to say. Honest to God, like, when people, <laughs> like, just normal people die in stars, I wonder what they do with the prosthetic leg. Do you think they just recycle them and just, like, <laughs> hey, here, this was your uncle's leg. You just use that. I'm sure they guy, do. They got to. There's probably some guy in um in Star Wars that's just like Rocket Raccoon where they have they just have the urge to steal the, people's prosthetics. What are they really selling outside the back of Dex's diner? <laughs> <laughs> cybernetics. <laughs> Stolen cybernetics. <laughs> they have like alarm systems on them. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, I gotta lock my leg. <laughs> it's like, give me one second. I just gotta put in the code real quick. Okay, I mean, they gotta go. be pretty hard to like take off though because like Anakin looked like he, when they put his on, right? He was a little bit in pain at first. Because you have to connect to the nerves and yeah, everything. Right. I know there's no science into it, but like you got to connect into the nerves uh, and have the brain. They just hot glue it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I bet there's just like here we go, gorilla glue, write it on. Oh, and I like in in um, in uh, the original trilogy where Luke, when Luke gets his, they didn't try to try to uh, like pronounce the fact. They just showed a scene where they open his wrist and he has r- metal rods in there and they touch it with a welder and they close it and it looks like a regular arm. Well, that, it's not even mentioned again. For, I like, guess that's also you could show how far <laughs> advanced, like in the future, that is. Because Anakin's we're almost to that point here. That's a scary. Yeah. yeah, like we're not far off from that. Because Anakin's is like all robot. Also, yeah. clones don't get robotic limbs. That I'm we, sure. Wow. Well, you know, no, you know that. No. Let's have this conversation next week. Okay. <laughs> uh, you know, you know what will be interesting is like you see because you you in um and I feel like we're at this point in the Clone Wars too where. The Republic starts getting very experimental because, uh, as mentioned in this episode, they're getting desperate. Yeah, they're they're losing a lot, and yeah. then they're like, okay, so you have like the Bad Batch experimental clone force ninety nine, where it's all experimented with genetics. Now, what if you have a clone unit experimented with cybernetics? Dark Trooper Project. Honestly, that that sounds pretty interesting. Like you have. Like you, like say you put Clone Force ninety nine and then this experimental cybernetic unit together, and how is that, how is that going to clash? What's going to be the difference between homegrown enhancements and then built enhancements? Also, is Kix an arc trooper now? Jesse, that's not Kix. Okay, that's Jesse. Jesse. But then, how is Kix not an arc trooper? That makes me upset. Just because he's a medic, is that it? I think medics are expendable. Like. I, medics have uh, the third worst job as well because they have to watch all their basically family die and then like they got to like pull them out and then they'll either die because you know they're medics they got to pull them out or they're like you lose the feeling in your leg what, what are you going to tell them that the republic's going to like reimburse you no they're going to throw you out you're a clone like they, they'll make they every clone but like, i guess you they have that probably. mentality like when every clone died probably like 10 more were like fully Being trained made, and yeah. ready to and ready to go, but like as you said, they're losing and like you can see that like they're also getting desperate making clones because they're they don't have Jango Fed's DNA anymore, so all of them are getting like I guess all defunctional, been, but not it's really. Been, it's been discussed uh, that the Camino has been experimenting with clones since even before they started the well, yeah the 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 Jango Fed line. I mean, especially in the Clone Wars, especially near the end right before the empire takes over and crushes the uh, confederacy 
they they were experimenting a lot and even th- even in in the early years of the empire they still experimented a lot with clones the empire was like you know i'm going to i'm going to see how this is going to work out maybe if we make a better replacement than we did for the clone wars can we just make that stormtroopers and and then they started stealing kids yeah, yeah and then honestly, they started stealing kids. Order. <laughs> i'm sorry that's a lot more effective all right <laughs> get some diversity in there <laughs> The, I, I what what I understand is that like Camino wasn't working out well and Palpatine just kind of gave up and I don't that's blame why him. that's why I mean they, have that, you seen that, the length of their necks like that, that is yeah. freaky dude that is a lot of money though clones are a lot of money so it's like not surprising chicken. that they're like we need to stop we well, can't find a suitable donor well that's the thing too is clones you know by the t- he's I'm sure they saw it too like they started having that resentment they started th- you know at the end of the day they're not necessarily the most eth- eth- ethical thing depending on do you think the, the empire way cares about ethics though. The Empire doesn't, but obviously the the Republic it's easier, and the Jedi it's do. It's easier to send people out to go die if they're willing to do it. That yeah. they've made that choice than saying, "Hey, guess what? <laughs> you work for us." What you remember that? Well, arc? the clones are kind of like programmed though that way, and then like they even he even like like it in in the Battle of Umbara, like you can even see that with Captain Rex. He's like, "This is our job," and then Fives is like telling him, "Is like this is our job," but General Krell is killing us. Yeah, he's like he is sending us to be slaughtered. I I will fight for the Republic, but I am not going to be out here and get myself killed. Yeah, and you can like. And at the very beginning, clones were like, we're for the Republic, die for the Republic. And now, as the ones that survive keep going, you see they have a will to live, and they're like, I'm not dying today, do you remember and that? I'll leave the Republic if I have to, like in the deserter. Yeah, I was going to say, do you remember that arc where they had, they, the clone literally went and had a family and everything? Yes. Okay. Hiding out. So, remember what his kids looked like? Why the hell does Harris' kid not look like that? I, also, another question. I That's a good inconsistency. Why didn't they make all the clones sterile? Why didn't they? Yeah, because think about it. That's a that's a because you you made this guy to go and fight. So why would you want him to have dependence, like the ability to make kids? That's not a good idea. I don't that's know. That's a good question, actually. <laughs> I, well, I I always thought those kids were like a dot. Like he like took up those kids. Yeah, I, I could see that though. Like he like he like Maybe she had are. kids, and then like he was brought into their life, and then they came his dad. So that's a good question, and you can. Uh Voice your opinion on our Facebook page, Voices of the Outer Rim. Um, are clones sterile? <laughs> I, this, this is a good conversation that, starter. Yeah, it is. I mean, ethically, that's good because, like, okay, you say, like, especially how the Jedi are treating them, I think that really puts a thing in their psyche because they all could have been, like, Krell at the very beginning and they were just treated like crap. And then they would have, like, that mentality, or we're going to die for the public. But a lot of the Jedi are like, no, you're a person. <laughs> and even though you're a clone, all of you are, like, special and you're all have some connection to the force so we're gonna like try and save you as much as we can so then all the other clones get used to this and they're like yeah i am my own person and i decide i'm not gonna like die today and then like one of them goes and gets deserted or one of them goes and and they and they turn because they're like i don't want to work for this anymore or then you see rex and he's very cautious like he doesn't want to die he doesn't want to get anyone killed so like well i think he wants to die i don't know that's the vibe i got well, well he, just he like, might he might be ready to go, but he doesn't want anyone else to go with yeah. him, basically. He doesn't want any more clone deaths to be a part of what's going on. All right. Well, we'll just have to wait and see how this uh, plays out. When was the... Do you know... Are they releasing them every, every Friday? Friday. Oh. I think it's like 3... We're in Eastern time. I think it's like 3 a.m. because it wasn't at like 1 because I stayed up and that was a mistake. <laughs> but, I, uh, I almost forgot that... It was on Friday. I was like sitting in my apartment. I was scrolling through Instagram. I was seeing pictures, and I was like, "Oh, 
the episode dropped today and then like turned turned on Disney Plus and watched it. Yeah. I mean, if you want to get here like 6 a.m. on Friday, we could watch it in the office. I'm good. (laughs) And and I like how short they are because you could just watch it quickly. Like, oh, I have 30 minutes to spare time. Let me just watch this episode real quick. That's true. And then you can move on. All right. Well, let's move on to the other big news for this weekend. Mr. Boston with happiness. Seeing you second. No. Why? What? Why what? (laughs) Why? I didn't want to. I didn't expect your Jar Jar today. I have to be mentally prepared for that. Georgia Anonymous fan club. <laughs> Change my mind. Um, all right. So up in New York City today, uh, today and yesterday and a little bit Friday, we had the uh, toy fair and there is a lot. Um, basically, all your basic uh, toy websites right now are doing pre-orders. So you got your, you know, Dorkside Toys, Amazon, yada, yada, yada. Let's get the laptop set up here because this is quite a bit of stuff. All right, well, let's start off with some of the more interesting stuff. This year marks the 40th anniversary of Empire Strikes Back. Woohoo! Yay. Um, and with that, we actually were uh, greeted by some interesting stuff. Walmart will have exclusive retro collection figures consisting of a Bespin Luke, a Hoth Han Solo, a Hoth Leia, a Boba Fett, a Lando Calrissian, and a Yoda. For those of you who aren't familiar with the retro collection, basically they are remakes of the toys from the 70s and 80s, five point of articulation, very crappy paint details, very basic. But if you didn't, you had one as a kid and lost it. You want one again. Yeah. Like I might go pick up the Boba Fett one, you know, because I can't, or the Lando. Honestly, I might go pick up the Lando. I already have a vintage collection Lando in the skiff uniform, and I might get a Lando in out without it. Um, so that they came out with that. Um, big thing going on right now. Actually, we'll save that for later. Uh, they announced some of the new products with the Black Series, but we're going to start off, actually, we'll go to vintage collection first. Um, as of the time recording this, uh, vintage collection, we have two, three big reveals. Um, we will be getting a Lars Homestead Gonk Droid. <gasps> yes. Like, and the size of like an actual Gonk Droid? No, like the three inch. Oh. Sorry. Oh, sorry. I, for some reason, I heard Homestead and I thought of like, you know, you like you have your house and I was thinking of like life size Gonk Droid and you got me really excited. I'm, I'm so, so sorry to disappoint <laughs> you. <laughs> yeah. I, I would pick one up immediately. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're getting the three inch one. I, I have like a pile of these back home, uh, cause with my dioramas, uh, through Flyboy creations, one of the things I do is I get a, a, uh, it's like a Tatooine tile diorama. So any sort of like gonk droid service droid thing like that I do, uh, I throw on, you know, I make sure I grab them so I can throw them in for the dioramas. You should have a, an army of gonk droids. And if I could afford slide. it, I would. The gonk droids will rebel. <laughs> um, but that is definitely something I'm going to get a hold of. Uh, something that people, from my understanding, uh, might be a little disappointed with, um, though, is we are getting a basically a repack of the Black Series, 3-inch Black Series Luke Skywalker uh, for no. Jabba's Palace. Um, it's basically, they're just putting in the vintage card collection. I think the card looks cool. I might pick one up just and keep it in the pack just for the card. Um, but if you didn't get it, then it's a great way to get it. Now I have the black series figure is actually a very good figure, like as details and all is amazing. So as much as, uh, 
you know, people are like, oh, I wish they would stop repacking stuff. You know, big deal. Get over it. <laughs> That's the nicest I could put that. Um, we also are re- re- waiting at this moment for six more releases. Um, they basically, we have these two. There's supposed to be eight in total. I suspect they're going to come out. They're probably doing it as we're recording this right now. So next week we'll go over those. Um, you can always check Yak Face, Jedi, uh, Temple Archives, or just you know, like Hasbro Pulse, and I'm sure you could check it out if you're really interested. But we have the big boy, the big boy. Oh, I'm looking that at everybody's it. talking about. Oh, I can oh, see it yeah. on the computer. Mm. This August, there will be a release of a vintage collection, Slave One. And from what I see and what I've been hearing about it is it's a repack of the Amazon exclusive. The Amazon exclusive Slave One was probably one of the best Slave One toys ever produced. Like, ever, ever. Um, And they're making a vintage collection. And... You guys have been on here when I've done my toy reviews, and you know that if they're putting in Vintage Collection, it is going to be sweet because they put way too much time, way too much detail, and way too much effort into these Vintage Collection vehicles. Um, it looks like it'll be coming with a Han Solo and Carbonite, a clear stand so you can actually stand it up like it's flying. Yes. Which, unfortunately for some of my friends who make the acrylic stands and sell them, is going to really hurt business for them. Um, <laughs> the box art's absolutely gorgeous. Um, it's got Boba and the Bespin guards loading Han into the ship. And just the detailing on this thing is absolutely wow. gorgeous. And it's a fairly large vehicle. And it's only selling for 150 So I actually have been thinking about pre-ordering fairly, it. Fairly large is in, like, how like how big are we talking about? Like, uh, From what I understand, the carbonate figure. Yeah. Like if you look it's at about, the scale, yeah, that's about four. Four inches tall. Yeah. Okay, so, so the carbonite figure is four inches tall. Okay, that's pretty big. It's big. I'd say oh, it's about yeah. three of those. You know, you can fit you can fit three figures into the cockpit. Okay. With does it Boba, come with so Does it come with Beps and guards? No, it I comes only it. with Sorry. a Han. So- it comes <laughs> only with a Han's <laughs> eBay, my friend. eBay. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, it comes only with a Han Solo, uh, in carbonite, which I believe might be the same Han Solo we got with the uh, Job of the Hut playset, which is another great you know, vintage collection playset. I used it actually in my uh Crate City diorama. Um so that's that's pretty cool. Um that's one reason why I like Lego though, because sometimes they put in the the characters that like little, have no yeah, like yeah, correlation yeah. to any main character that just Well there. that's that's and that's one of my big gripes with uh since Disney's worked with Hasbro. That's another big thing. Disney's renewed their license with Hasbro, so you guys can stop all the rumors about like, oh, you know, Disney's not gonna renew with Hasbro because they have. They officially announced that, that on Friday. That would be dumb if they didn't. That's so much money. Yeah. Like, look, I, I can imagine, like, thousands of people are going to buy that thing for $150. Oh, easy. Like you. Like, I, I can imagine just, like, thousands of thousands well, of spaz. Yeah. Just... That's that's the thing with me is I've – that's, like, the one ve- – okay, so there's only, like, three vehicles I don't have that I really want to get, and that is a Y-Wing, uh, the Slave One, and the Lambda – Imperial shuttle. Those are like my big three. Maybe a tri fighter, a uh, droid tri fighter, but that's, you know, I, I can live without it. Um, though they are cool. Uh, but I mean, this is just it. it my mouth is watering just looking at it, which is really <laughs> weird reaction to have. 
I just, it's gorgeous. You know, this is, you know, there's, for me, it's like, okay, this goes in my diorama. This will go in the back. This will go in the front. No, this is like something you put on like your desk. And it's just like, maybe I'll throw some lights in it. <laughs> Make a desk lamp out of it. The, it, uh, the uh, Han Solo is a choking hazard. I don't know why your mouth <laughs> is watering, but be careful, please. You can't eat it. <laughs> it's not a chocolate bar. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Oh, how how cool would that be for Easter if they made like Han- they do? They do make. They them? actually have chocolate molds you can buy online. Yeah. Okay, they have chocolate molds, but like a chocolate company needs to like hit up that like immediately. Would you like to eat Han Solo? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Ew. Huh, it tastes All like. Right, a- what else do we got? All right. <laughs> There's a hair in my Han Solo. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, so we had talked about rumors in one of our previous episodes that supposedly uh, Hasbro is going to be releasing six-inch retro, not retro collection, but six-inch vintage style uh, figures. Um, And they are. They're releasing a new wave of them. And we have confirmed that we will be having a Black Series Hoth Luke Skywalker, a Black Series Imperial TIE Fighter pilot, a Yoda, which we knew about, um, but they did confirm we will be getting, and this is this one's cool. We're getting a Black Series Rebel Soldier with interchangeable faces on him, so that if you're an army builder, you don't have one Hoth Rebel Trooper that you know you don't have like four of them that all look the same. You can you can change them. I think one's got a beard. One of them's like you know different. They just switched yeah, them out. Look different. Yeah, one's got like different eyes. And then we got a Black Series Lando Calrissian. Um, I'm pretty sure that's just a repack of the other Lando Calrissian uh, figure, but it's in the vintage card. So if, like, you know, most of these things, if you haven't gotten them before, now's your chance. Um, but the, the Rebel Soldier's definitely going to be a big one. And the Hoth Luke's going to be a big one because you'll need him to pilot the other um, big news release that was rumored for a long time. And that is... The very, very, very exciting six-inch snowspeeder. <gasps> six-inch scale snowspeeder. Oh, my gosh. I love the snowspeeder. Uh, it's, ex- es- it's estimated oh, as a cool. July arrival if you pre-order it. And it comes with DAC. So, and this one's only 120 I believe the TIE Fighter was like 175 the first order TIE Fighter. So, it's a little cheaper. But it has vintage collection detailing. That was my complaint. I, you know, I never wanted the six-inch Tie Fighter because I thought <laughs> it was, it, it looked like a toy. It, it just it wasn't really detailed enough for. But this, first off, I love snow speeders. Like who doesn't? For real. Like, be honest with me. Who have you met hates snow speeders? Honestly, I think I think they should make like a stealth version. If you like paint that snow th- that snow speeder black, I think it'll look a lot. Why better would you than paint it, it black? Because it's a snow speeder. Because it looks. He's like a Rolling a snow Stones fighter. fan. <laughs> no, 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 no. no what, what I'm all right. So snow. Do you speeder, hear what I'm saying though? It's yeah, a snow speeder. I understand, but like, think about it. The, you keep the main design and you paint it black. It looks exactly like a stealth fighter, like almost like a F one seventeen. And I, I mean, think it will look pretty, pretty dope. I mean, like it'd be nice at night, I guess, but. I know it's, it's a snow, snow speeder, but they're still. loud though. <laughs> yeah, they're loud. So like, just having them black still, just defeats the purpose of being hard to see. So but let's let's talk about Yuri for a moment. He's the type of kid that thinks you could paint a uh, 
lawnmower black and <laughs> ride on lawnmower black and you now have a stealth tank nah, no, you paint no. this lawnmower black right. it looks just like an f-17 it's I swear. <laughs> no no right, right look oh my god it look comes with the... a tow cable <gasps> Does it's it really? got a tow cable on it but anyways so does that mean we'll get a six could you imagine a six inch scale atat no i mean i can now it'd be like the size <laughs> of gr- it'd be like the size it'd be bigger than a dog <laughs> <laughs> that'd be actually really cool. That'd be terrifying. That'd be awesome. Because then you could program that to walk like a dog and just walk around with you. Oh, uh, yeah, there we go. That would be awesome. Oh, yeah. Just leaves little uh, piles of... Sorry, I know we're interrupting you, but that's because I'm tired of hearing your black snow no, speeder no, here's theory. Re- here's, here is my reason. <laughs> right, here is my reason. If you look at the snow speeder, especially the front end, okay. the angles make it look a lot like the angling you would for any stealth aircraft. Okay. For example, the F-117, they're kind of like radar reflective angles. That's why I'm like, you paint it black. Right. It looks kind of like an F-117. Right. I don't, I'm not disagreeing with you, but if you look at the environment they usually use them in, it's completely covered in snow. So why would you paint it black? Uh, why not? If you were fighting those with those things in the day or doing a re- reconnaissance mission in the daytime, you would be spot out like a sore thumb. Yeah, but you see, all right. World Especially World even in a blizzard, like even those, th- even in Hoth, those droids that came out were pure black. And that we're also getting a six-inch scale probe droid as well. That's awesome. <laughs> Since we're on that topic, <laughs> Get a, the probe droids are black, and you can totally see them. Like they are not hard at all. The only time they're hard is when you're playing Fallen, uh, Fallen Order, and that's because they're like 80 feet in the air, and like you just you just don't look up. That's yeah. happened to me like 20 times. So. <laughs> okay, so yeah, maybe impractical, but you think think about it. I'm not saying how, it won't look cool, but look cool. <laughs> it's I mean, so I mean, impractical. I mean, All right, here's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna go buy a Snowspeeder Bondi model, and I'm gonna paint it like black like that, and then we'll and see. we're gonna see how hard it is. I'm gonna go ship it up to somebody up north where it's snowing. I'm going to see how it works. Yeah, there we go. That's that's the only way we're going to solve this because I'm tired of hearing this. All right. So, you know, with Yuri's childlike mind, uh, Hasbro um, kind of gave us the middle finger. And there's a lot of articles online right now about this. You know, oh, you should be putting more effort into vintage collection. You should be putting more effort into black series. Well, they came out with a new line. It's five-inch figures. Um, they're called fleet mission fleet. Um, I don't really know how to describe them. Uh, they're just very stylized childish figures. Um, we're getting a Mandalorian one. There's a Han and the millennium Falcon. Uh, they have, uh, clone troopers and Ahsoka and all. I actually might pick up one of the clone troopers. Uh, that works really well for the animated stuff. Uh, not, I, I personally am not a huge fan of them. Uh, but hey, it is what I it mean, is. They are a toy company. I know. Yeah, they gotta make something for kids, Evan. Uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure the slave one would go. A kid would love that. A kid would love that. But what kind? I would not buy that for my kid. Yeah, I would be terrified. I'm not gonna. I wouldn't spend 150 dollars for my kid to play with it and smash it against the ground because he feels like, hey, this uh, this slave one should definitely do a bombing run. Oh no, Boba Fett's crashing like that. Boom. Like you can see that immediately. Yeah, I like. You, you, uh, maybe, maybe an older kid. Like if the guy's still into toys when he's sixteen and he understands the. And that's the, when you throw him out of the house. Thing, yeah, <laughs> and he understands the, how expensive things can get. 
I mean, like but even like, even with like even with Legos too. Like they're making, they're now kind of like fitting Legos to adults too, because they know a how hard it is to build them, yeah. and b that they break so easily. Like my brother, wait, did built, you say it's hard to build? I, I never understood okay, that. Not 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 hard, but like some of the designs, especially for the architect ones, are pretty okay, inter- intricate. Enough. And like my uh, Steamboat Willie was kind of hard because has a lot of moving parts in it. So you gotta right. be, able, you gotta know like what you have to know what you're doing to build this I thing. I mean, I know Lego Technic is now coming out with all these ex- <laughs> like super detailed race right. car. And like too. my brother built uh, Darth Maul's, like, like has Darth Maul's ship and like built it, and then like also um, a Naboo fighter. That thing has collected dust because we don't touch it because we don't want to break it. <laughs> it's like, like I'm oh, you always. have no idea. Original uh, collector's edition, like the big Star Destroyer, the one they basically just re-released. Yeah. Um, that was held. The panels on it that actually made the outside were held together with magnets. We had to super glue the magnets together. You want to talk about not staying together? <laughs> There's a good example, and the new one supposedly the system it worked out fantastic. I mean, imagine how many um, people, but like there's still there's still people out there that like super glue like every piece so that they stay. That I think is kind of weird. Because I like, like to call they those will, people wrong because like you because they will stay where they are if you just build it and like leave it alone. But if you're like gonna play with it, then maybe. But I don't even know. if you're gonna play with I have it, a question. breaking gets half gonna, the fun. If That's you're gonna true. go and build. Like go through the effort and build it, and then you're gonna re take it down, re put it back together, super glue each part. Why don't you just buy like a toy version of whatever product you get? Because there's no point in going through all that effort. Like I say, you're well, gonna like, build an X-wing and a Lego X-wing, and you're gonna super glue every single part. You might as well just go and buy a. Oh yeah, like yeah. If you super glue every single part in a Lego piece, you might as well just go buy like a model yeah. that you don't want to break. <laughs> exactly. Because like like like, no like like. like like Spaz said, most Legos are like meant to also be broken. Like you're supposed to like build these two ships and then like throw them at each other and watch yeah. them explode and then build it again. But then you can't because all the pieces are mingled together. Well, but you, you get what I'm saying. <laughs> all right. Well, continuing on with our releases, um, we're nearing the end now. Thank God. Uh, I mean, there's a lot, and there's still a lot more to come because uh, we're recording this at four o'clock on Sunday. I think there's another Hasbro thing at like six today. Uh. So, yeah. Oh, we're getting an Ice Planet adventure game with a Luke Snowspeeder pilot. Like, retro. It It's a board game with an oh, action figure. Okay, I thought you were talking about Because there's, like, an old game that I played. Old Star Wars game. I thought you were talking about, like, an actual retro game. No, I no, get no, really no, excited. No. Oh, you scrolled oh. past the Baby Yoda. Don't do that. <laughs> <sighs> I was just not going to talk about Baby Yoda, but screw it. Why Sorry. not? All right. Um, so, uh... They're releasing an animatronic Baby Yoda figure, oh. life-size. Oh, my gosh. An animatronic, really? It's like a baby alive, but green and <laughs> ears. I honestly oh. want to watch this thing fight Tickle Me Elmo. <laughs> uh, can we make BattleBots out of them? <laughs> oh, my God. That would be Dude. sweet. That would be awesome. <laughs> BattleBots, Baby Yoda. The thing is that with, with that animatronic Baby Yoda, you know someone's going to buy it, and that's just going to be their child for the rest of their life. That's like, sad. You, they're not like, I'm not going to I'm not gonna have my own child. I'm just going to buy this Do, uh, animatronic what is Baby it? Yoda. And for the 60 bucks, you know what? It's probably cheaper than an actual child, so it that guy will probably oh, be me. It's $60? Yeah. Okay, I thought they put like a lot of work into this thing. That's how you, I all right. It's, I mean, like, yeah, it's Baby Yoda. But like, if you're making animatronic, like the one they have in the, in the show is like, oh yeah, it's like detail. That. It's a crap. I thought that's what you meant. I was like, no, wow, no, no, they're no. like making some of these and selling like a hundred of them. Holy crap! No, but you can go every night and you can tuck him in and watch his lifeless beady eyes stare at you. <laughs> 
I honestly, <laughs> the picture that they have up on Yak Face is uh, mildly terrifying. I mean, yeah, it probably <laughs> is. Even from far away, like when you scroll past, it looks fine. But like if you stare at it long enough, you know, oh, oh, that's awful. <laughs> <laughs> that is actually it's, really it, terrifying. It's, yeah, hey. I'm. Yeah, I would alarmed. not. I would not get that for, for someone's getting, kid. Getting, getting, <laughs> buying one of those for sixty bucks is is pretty. It, it's pretty interesting because like you, you, you could punt that thing and <laughs> and, and not and be not and be okay. Like if you buy that <laughs> thing for two hundred dollars, you're not gonna want to punt it. Well, I mean. I want to buy. I want to buy. Why would I buy it? Sixty dollars just for like the necklace, because you can get a necklace like that for sixty dollars. So now you're giving me a two deal, Baby Yoda and the necklace. necklace, Yeah, yeah. there you go. Sorry, Baby Yoda. Um. All right. We also got some of the Black Series reveals with that. Uh. But since we're on the Mandalorian, let's talk about one of the other big things. We didn't get much from Lego in terms of, uh, things at the Toy Fair yet. Uh, but we did get one thing confirmed, and I think we got a Dio uh, that'll be retailing for about seventy dollars. Um, the advent calendar was announced, which everyone was expecting, mm-hmm. and then we're getting set seven five two nine two the Razor Crest, and wow. Blake just made a face, and he's just uh, like, I know where okay. my money's going. One hundred thirty dollars. Oh. Uh, Never US mind. That's a lot. <laughs> it's a big set, though. Is it is it, it one of the big ones? It's, like really big it's ones? It's a decently sized. Okay. Yeah, here, I'll pull the picture right here. I was gonna say because when we went, it's uh, it's decently sized. Like because Kent and I went to the the Legoland here in Orlando, and they have some amazing sets. And I went to uh, Billund, uh, Denmark, where Lego was first done mm-hmm. there, and their store is pretty amazing too. Oh wow! That yeah, that's a good size. Um, and you get IG Eleven. <gasps> You get the Mandalorian, of course. You get, um, who's the head? Grief Karga. Oh, okay. And Jason Sudeikis himself, <laughs> the Scout Trooper, to beat your baby Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> you get, you get the Scout. So you get Scout Trooper, IG Eleven, Baby Yoda, the and Mandalorian, and Carl uh, Weathers. Yes, Carl. Okay, that's, Honestly, that, I always refer to him as Carl. Weathers. That sound, doesn't sound like a bad deal. <laughs> no, it's actually like big set. And all no, you got you got five well. you get five figures and, and a huge. Razor yeah, yeah, and then uh, like just on their big. rumors, all we're supposedly getting a new ATAT. Ooh. Uh, somebody out there is talking about something about like a Exegol throne room set. <gasps> that uh, that I'm interested in. That'd be cool. same as you. I love for that. The same I, well, I love Legos anyway. Even like some, even like just. Whatever. They're just all cool. Though, I did notice something. The set 75269, Dulan Mustafar. Have you seen that in Walmart and around, like, as you're shopping? No. Look at the image. There's something terribly wrong with the image. The Anakin Skywalker figure is on a higher platform than (laughs) Obi-Wan. Than (laughs) Obi-Wan? Yes. Anakin has finally achieved the high ground. How do you mess that up? He literally says in the, Obi-Wan literally says in the movie, I have the high ground, Anakin. Like he literally states his elevation in you the know, movie. You know, like how hard is that to mess up in a know, in a you, in a picture? I mean, it's not that scene, but it's it's not that scene, but yeah. Still, <laughs> you should you should still abide by the rules that is set in the fight. You know, whoever yeah. whoever took whoever took that picture is definitely like a team Anakin supporter. Like Te- team Anakin. You I, know, there's <laughs> some people who are obsessed with Anakin. I don't know why. All right. I mean, I don't. I wanna I wanna get on to my favorite release yes. of this whole thing because I'll never be able to afford this. But 
it's pretty freaking sweet. Is that? I can't tell from the picture from where I'm. So seeing. you guys know Knights of the Old Republic? Yes. And you guys remember Darth Revan and how he's just maniacally appearing everywhere? Yeah. Well, they're releasing a $250 Black Series Darth Revan Force Effects Elite Advanced LED lightsaber. And they could label it as an action figure. Mine. It, it's a purple lightsaber that can change to red. And it comes with a separate kyber crystal and a stand. Oh, I don't know. Oh my it. god! It is gorgeous. I am. I gotta change my underwear. That's all I gotta say. That is. Oh my god! <laughs> Glad we didn't put the black lights under the desk. <laughs> um, dude, that is. I've been like looking at lightsabers because I like have one, but it's not like a super. It's like kind of cool looking. So because it's a lightsaber. There's a rumor as well, um, that there's gonna be a two pack coming out for the same two hundred fifty dollars. <gasps> And it'll have that one, which is traditionally his purple one, and then his red, and his bent red one. one. Oh, um, that's cool. That is cool. I, I think that that you could tell that's definitely for like the older fans. You know, people our age, maybe older. Yeah, and like Cause that's cool because like it's a collector's could, thing. I guess like you can make that too on like Ultra Saber and stuff, or like a really good light. It, but it, that it, looks like it's a gonna really cost good. Cost you the same. Yeah, it's gonna cost you the same thing. So why not just go for like. A replica, basically. Does it say if it, it can be stunt or anything, or is it basically I a the replica? Force, I believe the force effects can. It's just advised not to. Oh, okay. Um, I'm. I mean, yeah. I I wouldn't. It's a replica. I would just probably just keep it on like yeah. a, a platform. I'm just asking. Yep. People and that, care about that. As of now, that basically goes over what we uh, all of our news things. Um, kind of on the side though, there has been a rumor and i'm telling you this rumor and you know as i stated before we're recording this uh sunday you know february 23rd that tomorrow the 24th in the evening around seven o'clock uh pacific standard time or central time there will be a news announcement about whatchamacallit project luminous oh okay um, Interesting. There's been a lot of more rumors popping up that's going to have to do with Exegol, that's going to have to do with like pre-Palpatine and all this stuff. And people are just kind of throwing stuff in the wind. Um, yeah, it's just so that's that's possibly a thing. I don't, I don't believe it personally. I think we're gonna have to wait till celebration in uh, April. So. I mean, I I feel like now is a prime time to drop like a little little teaser. Let me tickle your interest thing before celebration. It could be, it, and that's that's why it's like I'm a little skeptical about it. Like, but is what it is. I mean, I'm not. I mean, it is a good time for that, but also, uh, I think this like Project Luminous. If you're not already like interested aware in it already it, you're not and aware of it, then you're not probably going to know what's happening until celebration yeah. i mean i feel like i feel like you're going to want to start the hype train and like accelerating the hype train now because you're two months away from celebration ish um yeah. so you're going to want like you're going to want to start okay let's start building up this uh, this hype and this anticipation so that when celebration happens everyone's holding their breath that's what you want because 
But the, the but the, they're gonna get that anyway though at celebration because it's celebration. It's like a it, literally the only people who are there are like the biggest die Star hard, Wars yeah. diehard well, well, fans. So well, you're gonna get that hold your breath, no matter what. Well, for example, uh, let, let's let's put let's let's uh, let's put for example the release of Star Trek Picard. ABC. No, what? This is a Star Wars no, podcast. Listen, listen. No, I will not. No, no, no. no I've, I'm, I'm done. Just, I'm just no, no, it, I'm just no, no, it, uh, no, no. I refuse to let you talk about Star Trek on a Star Wars podcast. Don't I give think, in to hate. That <laughs> leads to the dark side. And I think, Shut up. <laughs> and I think everyone else who listens to this will agree. All right. You, you could tell me your analogy after this podcast. I'll be glad to listen to you. <laughs> But for our listeners who are Star Wars fans and come here to listen for the latest Star Wars toys and news and episode reviews, do not bring up Star Trek. I will... Don't. <laughs> it makes me upset. Move along. <laughs> All right. Well, now that they're basically at each other's throats, um, I'm going to do a toy review for this week. You okay? You look like you're about to have an aneurysm. <laughs> I, I almost did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm fine, though. I'm okay. Right. Well, Yuri won't be with us next week. <laughs> <laughs> and when you see Blake in the uh, news for murdering someone. <laughs> um, all right. Well, since it's Empire Strikes Back season, I guess, um, I was thinking about what toy should I review today? What toy should I review today? And, well, you know, I try to review more modern stuff as much as I can. But I just, this is honest to God, one of my favorite things I own. So I'm just going to go with it. And that is the Shadows of the Dark Side collection, Imperial AT-AT, which is short for All-Terrain Armored Transport. And it includes a speeder bike and an ATA driver. Uh, this was originally released, I believe, in like 2010. I know it was 2010. I got it Christmas 2010 when I was 13 years old. And I've had it ever since. And I'd like to, th this is this is one of my big three. And I call them big three because there is the big three that toy collectors and that's like your, this is the Walker, the Falcon, and uh, the barge, the sail barge that came out recently. But this is my big three, which are this, the Falcon, and then my red leader X-Wing because these are the three that really forced me to, into building dioramas. Um, it is a very large vehicle. It is a walker, for Christ's sakes. Three-inch scale. Um, an Imperial All-Terrain Transport walker moves across the frozen Hoth landscape towards Echo Base, the Rebel Alliance headquarters. This huge transport and combat vehicle is armed with powerful side-mounted blasters and laser chin guns. A command crew operates the AT-AT from the control room in the vehicle's head. In the body, a vehicle area can transport speeder bikes and stormtroopers. During the Battle of Hoth, a squadron of rebel snowspeeders led by Luke Skywalker, and Gentiles, manages to bring down several of these behemoths by entangling its legs in tow cables. So, like I said, it's a big, it's the size of a, like a small to medium dog. And we, we would talk about that before, but no, like this is like legit huge. Um, I think it stands like two feet tall. Two and a half feet tall, nice. maybe three. Uh, when you first look at it, biggest complaint is there's like no weathering on it. Detailing's amazing, really lacks weathering. Uh, it's very much just kind of like a white plastic. They give you some stickers to do like watermarks, and also it looks a little more hothy. Best way to weather it up, in all honesty, <laughs> throw it in the snow. Throw it in the snow. Throw it in a little bit of dirt. 
you know, if you want to go in with some of like the Tamiyama uh, weathering, like do it. Like it's things like this. You really can't mess up with weathering. Um, so if you're more into like the photography or you're doing something that you need it to look less toy, like by all means, how uh, to add weathering put in weather. Like you laugh, but it, it works. <laughs> it works. Um, give it the sun. Yeah. Well, no, <laughs> give it, give it rain. <laughs> All right. Well, let me tell you some of the features about this. In the head, heads, you know, neat sculpt, uh, chin cannons. They have these little prongs on the bottom that you pull, and it does the chuchung, chuchung, chuchung. Nice. You know, I last like thing. that noise. Um, inside the head, it has the fully done up cockpit. Uh, it does come with one ATAT driver. <laughs> I've had this thing one. for. I've had this thing for seven years. I have yet to get another ATAT driver for it. Why do they only um, give you one? <laughs> if, because if the it, other the other one came, at the time as like a separate so they forced you to buy another one um lame no like there was a when this came out i think it was the 35th anniversary let's see seven huh that doesn't add up whatever um oh yeah it was the thir- 30th anniversary of empire strikes back this is 10 years old um when it came out they had a bunch of hoth related sets i also uh, roughly the same year got my snow speeder but i got the target limited editions of senska i think it's rogue three Snow spear, so it's the orange one, which is very rare. Um, I got a hold of that one, and it's just really, you know, it, I have so much hoth crap. <laughs> um, it's one of my favorite battles. Uh, but this on the head, it has the little view screen with the little pull down things that Veers uses to target. It's got a fully decked out uh, cockpit. It's got the little door behind, and you you could fit. I think I've be, been able to fit five or six uh, figures in in the, the head. Okay, you move your way down. The neck is actually it, you can puppet it. It's got this little handle that comes up, and you can twist it and move it, and it'll do its like head thing and move around. It's a little jolty because it is kind of like a you know cheap plastic mechanism, um, which is also one of my complaints is that the head with the mechanism and all is a little too heavy for its own good. So if you bump into it, it just goes, <laughs> it oh, just, the head like, goes just falls limp. down. It goes limp. Um, it's still better than like the original ATATs that came out eons before that in like the seventies and eighties. Um, well, it had to be eighties because eighties and nineties. Um, honestly, war- <laughs> anything made after two thousand that Hasbro has made for like a Walker is so much better than the old ones. It just it just is because it's a hard thing to do. Um, but yeah, you move to the back, the back I always thought was really cool cause it actually has little segments. You can put like helmets in, it's got a ladder, uh, it's got like this raised platform. You can go up, you can have like a commander working, you know, kind of orchestrating. And of course the inside's got red lights. It's all done up. It sounds buttons, everything, the whole works. Um, and they can kind of work as like your field commander. Um, uh, you open up the side panels, which open like the side panels actually would on one of these things. If you ever look at like the behind the scenes uh, things for like the illustrated of the vehicles, kind of like that um, pops open, has little tie things that go down, has the floor hatch. So you have Luke throwing the detonator up uh, with a, a pull mechanism that just hooks to, hooks to the, the figure that I have specifically from that line perfectly right up. Um, in the back, you have this uh, speeder bike. Um, getting a Hoth uh, scout trooper, once again, one of the hugest challenges. 
I've ever had. Hugest. Hugest. Um, it's absolutely huge. English um, 100. Yep. The, you know, but the back, what I always thought was really cool was there was concept from the late 80s. Uh, Hasbro was going to build, essentially make like their own like little toy saga thing. And they had an ion cannon on the back of a AT-AT. And the platform that pops out that the speedo bike fits into perfectly fits the cannon off the deck of the sail barge that came out with the power of the force line of figures. And I had because for whatever reason, three-year-old me really wanted Leia in a bikini. Um, <laughs> so pops out and it's just, it's really neat. And on the back, there's little ha- hatches, like little gunnery, like sniper hatches on the back. It is an amazing thing. And it's, a sh- I- I'd love to see them bring it back in the vintage collection. I might actually buy another one if they do. Um, it's a huge thing. So like you get this, you need to have the space for it because you need to make sure that it doesn't, it, it will basically because of its size, destroy itself over time. Um, I worked my ass off and really, you know, growing up for the last 10 years, took care of this thing. Um, but you know, I ended up getting to the point where I built a six foot tall tower around it. Um, and the inside of the tower, it's a basically a big Imperial base. And the inside of the tower works around and I got my ATSTs in there. I got my Rogue One tanks in there, TIE fighters. And it's like a giant, I call it the office building. It's, it's six feet, like four inches tall. Nice. Um, and I did it literally just to store that in my TIE fighters. Um, and another great thing about this is it's all electronic, which is something you don't see with a lot of figure stuff today. Um, you hit the one button. If you turn it on, you can actually play with it. It'll respond to like different actions. Like if you fire the chin cannons, if it sees you opening and closing stuff, it'll actually change the phrases based on how you're playing with it, which that entire line did. So your ATT did that. Your clone turbo tank did that. The Falcon did that. Actually, I don't know if the Falcon did that. I haven't played with the Falcon enough to really, because I'm piecing that one back together. If um, So earlier we were talking about the six-inch snow speeder. If they make like the six-inch scale... ATAT, will you buy it? Um, if I don't make one myself first. Okay. Um, That's fair. Yeah. It would be the size of like a small desk. <laughs> so, like, my thing is, you already said it's electronic, and that one's like, the neck is weird, but I, I really think it'd be cool. Someone needs to get that, and they need to program it so it can actually walk. So you just, like, press the button or have, like, a remote control and just walk it. That would be awesome. And then you yeah. can do little movies and stuff. Yeah, I mean, you could also stop motion. I've done like I mean, the stop motion. I've too, done the stop motion with uh, my walker the way they did it in Empire Strikes Back, and it's nice. it's actually a lot trickier than you'd think. It's, I, <laughs> to be I fair, I don't think so. I don't deal with stop motion. I feel like stop motion is just so frustrating sometimes. Because if yeah. you don't get if you don't get that that position correct, and when you switch the frames, it's not gonna look right, and you, you know, have to do it again. Two again. minutes, a few minutes ago, I'd say you're very frustrating, but I've calmed down, so I'm not gonna do. <laughs> you're just that. a little bit frustrating. <laughs> um, oh, no, cool little facts about it. Um, it's not considered a vintage collection vehicle, though it has come out in a vintage collection box, um, as like a exclusive thing they did a while ago. Um, there are 36 foot pegs in the vehicle for uh, figures to stand on. I think if you can balance them right, you could fit about 50. Um, Don't ask me how I know that. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) 
Um, I actually used it as a, like a toy box for a while. Articulated neck. Uh, let's see. I'm thinking about anything super special. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. I honestly, if you're really just starting getting into this and you don't have it already, because I, like I said, it's a decade old at this point. Um, and you are interested in getting it. What I'm actually doing with my legacy collection Falcon, which is massive as well. And I actually built a whole wall mounted city essentially to house it. Uh, very similar. If you ever get a chance to check out, uh, empire toy works what he, he did in his attic i kind of stole some of that and did my own um really great all around with that kind of thing but easily one of my favorite vehicles of all time um mainly just because it's freaking huge all right well oh, yeah <laughs> yeah okay if we all agree i think we're uh finished up and i'm gonna go watch uh blake fight <laughs> i'm not gonna fight him I'm not, okay I will, fine I, it won't be a fight he'll choke out I, I i just it's just like i understand you're making an analogy but you can't make a star trek analogy in a star wars podcast like are you insane Listen. like you had to be dropped like there's no way <laughs> like come on all right. That's like that's like All going right. to a Transformers podcast and talking about Gundam, and I don't even want to. And then or GoBots, <laughs> especially GoBots. Why would like? Come on, come on, Yuri. Why? This party's over. I wasn't even talking.